Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I am one of your hostesses, Phoebe Richards. And I'm another one of your hostesses, Stephanie Thompson. I'm Grace Penzel. <laughs> and I'm another one of your hostesses, Kayla Deal. And now I sound like a party pooper. I'm a hostess cupcake and my name's Grace. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There's all four of us and we are recording an episode. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Hello, 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 friends. Yes. (laughs) We're back, friends. We missed you. Hopefully you didn't miss us because we've been putting out episodes like normal. Yeah, we fooled you into thinking we've been recording all along. But really, we haven't in like a month. Yeah, we stockpiled those eps. Yeah, shout out to German from YP Editor. He helped us get it done. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Well, I feel that the energy in the studio is positively electric. Yeah, the Zoom studio. We are in the presence of a truly transformed Kayla. That's right. We're talking to California, Kayla. She's a Cali girl. Yeah, here I am. Yeah, I live in California now. I've had a hell of a week (laughs) moving down here, but I made it and I'm unpacked for the most part. Wild. And I'm in my... Stephanie's crying. (laughs) No, Steph. It's okay. I'll be back for the holidays. It's too real. Okay. I love you. It's really good to see all your faces. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Going back to the joyful sentiment. Yes. Kayla... (laughs) Kayla, what's your new place like? Do you have a place to to smoke, do you think? Dude, my new apartment manager basically told me I can smoke weed. Unsolicited. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I didn't say anything about weed, but we were going over my lease and there was a little paragraph in there that said, you know, no weed on the premises. And he's froze and just went, huh, that's new. (laughs) Basically what this means is you just can't be smoking outside like at the pool but you can smoke in your apartment and then go to the pool (laughs) i was like all right (laughs) nice excellent yeah so he's just asked i don't smoke weed at the pool which newsflash i have a pool yeah i was gonna say it's a communal pool of course but what the fuck this is the biggest news of all you have a swimming pool yeah it's awesome there's mosquitoes at night like pretty bad and i learned that eight years ago and prior Los Angeles had no mosquitoes. And then eight years ago, a shipment of wood came into the port that was infested with mosquitoes. And now Los Angeles has mosquitoes. I feel like it's the same thing with Oregon and Washington. I feel like I never used to experience. Is that crazy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really experience a ton of mosquitoes in Seattle. I've been getting it lately. Like when we were out in the park doing improv, I got a Mosquito bite on my forehead, in the middle of my forehead. Oh, it got ya. That was terrible. But Kayla, don't mind me just coming down to California to swim in your pool. I'm hungover, guys. (laughs) If this is going out as a little mumbly and stumbly. Grace, tell the listeners how you're feeling right now. Oh, yeah. I uh, Well, it's wedding season, of course. I celebrated a, a good friend from high school's wedding in Portland, but I haven't generally been drinking. I broke that rule last night since our hotel room was basically in the party and then had to drive four hours back to Seattle in a hot, hot car. So, I mean, 
it was sunny. Anyway, I was hot. Oh, yeah, you're hot. Hungover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe's got a joint and she kind of swaggered and swayed towards the mic. Just sort of like, <laughs> yeah, baby, you're hot. So, so anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best on this app, but I am smoking a little more to sort of control the, um, delightful hangover symptoms. Yeah. Bring down that nausea. Bring down that inflammation. You do you, boo-boo. Well, did you have a good time at the party? Oh, yeah. It was really lovely. It was a wonderful lesbian wedding with just really cool people from, I mean, it was like very chic and cool and funky. I went to a thrift store and I got like black and white checkered trousers and then this like crazy scoop neck shirt that was like red and had like stylized pictures of cards and jokers and like checkboards and but also ropes and stuff and I got like a bunch of gold jewelry and made myself as cool looking as I possibly could That's maybe a boring description. No, that sounds like the least boring outfit I've ever heard. I need to see a picture of this. If you're on Instagram, I saw some and Grace looked hot. (laughs) I'll try to put a picture. And then Phoebe's really just going for it today. Hey, Phoebe, what you doing later? Oh, I'm going to be smoking more of this weed here. (laughs) Also, there was, we went to this place that was called The Grotto in Portland. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So they were actively having a Catholic mass. It's like this Catholic worship site where there's like kind of a cave thing carved into or like blasted. I don't know if it's there naturally into <laughs> a cliffside. And there's like a statue of the Virgin Mary and then basically amphitheater seating. But then there's this insane, like scary elevator that takes you 110 feet up to the top of the cliff. And then there's just all of these paths and gardens and... Oh, shit. I just let my carpet on fire. Smother smother oh! it. Smother it. Put it... Oh, it's my okay. God. I got it. It's out. It's out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just a little burn spot to remember, oh, no. to rem- remind myself not to do what I just did. Anyway, continue, Grace. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's just a lot of international depictions of the mother of God and stuff like that. But the announcement on the elevator as you're going up is like basically sounds like it's from the 60s. And it's like, you are currently experiencing 110 feet. Jesus's story dates back many years, but in the 1950s. (laughs) And then you get to the top. Anyway, it was truly wild. I was definitely stoned for that. And then we went to a food truck park. I love those. Because it's in Portland. I've been in Portland too, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What's your Portland story, Steph? I've been waiting for a baby to come out of my (gasps) sister. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That sounds weird, but cool. (laughs) But she was supposed, her due date was last week, and she never had the baby. She still has it in her belly (laughs) they're gonna induce her this week so i'm going back down to portland awesome congrats but i'm really excited for a new niece i'm getting i'm having another niece new niece new New niece niece. new niece niece. no more 
New niece, new niece. Tired of that old niece. Three and a half and has a personality. Just kidding. I love her. You know what? It feels like a while ago, but I'm pretty sure we haven't recorded since Steph and I floated down a river. Did we record after that? I don't think so. No, we did not. Steph and I intertubed. To do hold hands. No, but our tubes were tied together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, our tubes were tied. <laughs> Into one. Into one. <laughs> Welcome to the body horror hour. Yeah. <laughs> No, but this is why, for some reason, telling this story is it made me think I told this on the pod, but I guess not. We went with some friends and, you know, we had a car at the beginning, a car at the end. Uh-huh. And we were tubing ending at my car. And as we were already all in our inner tubes, having gone down a bit of the river, I was like, oh, no, I left my key to my car in the, the car at the end. Oh, no. And so we had to all paddle to shore and me and Steph scrambled back to the car. Oh, my God. It worked out fine. We weren't too far down the... We were a ways down the river, but not so far that it wasn't hikeable back to the car. So it worked out. Well, kudos on handling a crisis. Yeah, I was glad I realized it and immediately said something instead of panicking in my head for a while. Yeah, good job, Phoebe. I'm proud of you. Just like you did... I think therapy's helping. I think therapy's helping. I mean, you put out that carpet fire so efficiently. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't just sit here like, I don't want to tell anyone. (laughs) You guys are like, Phoebe, I think there's flames. And I'm like, nope, nope. (laughs) Steph, you are such a good canna aunt. I am a canna auntie. (gasps) Canna auntie, hashtag. That's why I'm going down is to do childcare for my niece while my other niece is being bored. And so... Old niece getting bored waiting for new niece. Yeah. So I'm really excited. We just last week we just hung out all the time and it was really funny at dinner time. I hadn't finished eating yet and she really wanted to play with me and she was trying to be patient and I had my fork almost to my face with food in it. And she just like nudged my hand into my it just so my fork goes into my mouth, like, eat faster, we gotta play. Oh. It was so cute. Oh my god. It was gosh. cute. She knows what she wants. She does. She wants her fun auntie time. Fun auntie time. I am the fun aunt or the weird aunt. Hell yeah. At least. Well, Phoebe, you're in a sexy mood, but what else is up? Oh, what else is up? I mean, I feel like my summers, but the last few weeks haven't been, oh, maybe I'm forgetting a bunch of things. I mean, I don't know how much I said on the podcast. I'm in the midst of getting a divorce. I am in the midst. I became power of attorney for my aunt and I'm helping sort her finances. And I started dating. So I feel like a lot, but also, I don't know, I don't have any fun summertime stories. Just a lot of big life experiences. I'm really, I am experiencing many sides that life can throw (laughs) at you this summer. And I feel alive. (laughs) I like that. Instead of saying overwhelmed or whatever, just, I feel so alive. I am experiencing many of the experiences. (laughs) (laughs) dating has been fun though that's all i'll say about it but that's it's a nice risbit is that the right word respite respite Respite. yeah is that used okay (laughs) does that make sense there (laughs) yeah yeah sounds fun sounds like a fun time and having a break from the podcast we don't normally do that but we haven't recorded in almost a month that's pretty wild and speaking of podcast we have a patreon oh yeah that's true 
we've had it for a year and you should get over there because not only do we have a lot of awesome back content, but we've got new stuff coming out all the time. Right, Kayla? Right. I'm in the middle of recording (laughs) an episode for Patreon right now that's I'm just doing like some of my playing audio from some of my favorite stand up jokes from some of my favorite comedians. And I decided to play one of them on the main pod for all of you because it's from Michelle Buteau. Do you guys know Michelle Buteau? Love her. Yes. Mm-mm, I don't, but I just because I don't know anything. I live in a box. Stephanie lives in a little box and only <laughs> well, comes out to record. <laughs> well, I'm about to show you, Steph. So this is Michelle yeah. Buteau. She's a New Jersey born of Caribbean parents, comedian. She's got like two twin babies and her husband is Dutch. <laughs> And she's the host of The Circle. Yeah, she's the host of The Circle on Netflix. She's been popping up in a lot of movies lately in supporting roles. I'm waiting for her first lead role, which could be already in the works or out. I'm just behind. Okay, I'm going to share my screen so you can watch this joke with me. So one of my favorite things to do on Amsterdam is get a little high. Not too high. Bitch doesn't need to be flying. Get a little high and go to museums. Not for very long, like 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Too long feels like a class. I'm like, "Mm, hurry up. (laughs) And so one time I was at Amsterdam and I saw the Van Gogh Museum. I was like, oh, I love Van Gogh. I've got the placemat. Let's do it. (laughs) I told you I was classy. And so I'm learning all about Van Gogh. I said, oh my God, Van Gogh was so interesting. Here go the host of the tour. It's Van Gogh. (laughs) What? It's Van Gogh. I said, no wonder this motherfucker cut his ears off. (laughs) Who wanna hear that? Van Gogh. Thank you. I thought that was too soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) The Dutch names are wild. I mean, they're just crazy. When you learn a Dutch name, it's like you are actually speaking Dutch. It's insane. Like, Gijs' best friend is named Tice. I'm like, what? (laughs) Gijs and Tice? I'm like, is this a ghetto morning show? What is this? (gasps) Gijs used to have a cat named Koos. I was like, you better not... You better not. (laughs) One time, the cat got out. Gijs called Tice and was like, Hoos is on the loose. I'm like, is this a Dutch Dr. Seuss? It's too much. Too much. (laughs) I'm not making this up. My mother-in-law... Beautiful lady. Her name is Johanna. She legally shortened it, as you do in Holland, to Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) What now? I said, Hanukkah, like the holidays? She's like, it sounds nothing like the holidays. I was like, happy Kwanzaa, bitch. Like, I don't even know what to say. I feel like this is a joke on me. Okay, so that's just a short <laughs> clip of... <laughs> what an ending. Okay. 
of Michelle Buteau. Oh, man. She's got some great comedy special. Though. What was the joke that's your favorite joke, though? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I played this one for you because she opened it casually slipping weed in there. Like, gotcha. Yes. I like to go to museums high. And I feel like yeah. in the past, like, weed in jokes, there's a lot of jokes about weed. But I'm liking seeing, like, oh, I just slid in there that I was high for this experience, as it's though it's normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've been noticing that a lot more on podcasts that I listen to, that kind of celebrities and bigger name comedians are just, like, very casual about mentioning their marijuana use and also getting a lot of cannabis advertisers. Yeah, that's Sorry. true. I just thought about it. It's like all of a sudden everyone's like, have you ever heard of microdosing? You've probably heard of microdosing. Yeah. Have you been microdosing? I know everyone's into microdosing these days. Would you guys be down to microdose a smoke break? I would love to Ooh. microdose a smoke break, Grace. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Also subscribe to Patreon. Oh, yeah. yeah that was for Patreon. Like Patreon.com <laughs> slash stoner chicks. That's the whole reason I did that. Yeah, you, we make a lot of bonus content over on Patreon. If you want to hear a whole episode of me just recapping some jokes from some of my favorite comedians, you can go there and get that for as little as $6 a month. Yeah, we play a lot of truth or dare slumber party type games on Patreon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Grace, I said six because it's for a silver bong. Oh, right. Never mind. Sorry. Smoke break. <laughs> Bringing it in with a rush of oxygen to my brain after a positively huge yawn, I'm ready to rip and roll into the next segment, babes. Oh, Grace, <laughs> I can't wait for where you're going to take us. Okay, so where I'm taking you is another sort of stab at sciency weed stuff. This topic was suggested by a listener on Instagram named Abigail, and she was talking about cannabis and PTSD recovery research and that she had an interest in that. So I thought that that was a very relevant thing to talk about and looked into that a bit. So I kind of, I'm going to be a little scattered about it, but I'm going to throw at you what, what all I know and hang in there. <laughs> awesome. So essentially, Post-traumatic stress disorder is something that can happen to people after they experience trauma in their lives and their neuropathways get activated in such a way when they're exposed to triggers that are associated with those traumatic memories that can cause a host of symptoms that are extremely detrimental and in some cases are life-threatening as a lot of people who suffer from PTSD can be at risk of suicide. So going into it, about 3.5% of the population in America suffers from PTSD. Up to a third of soldiers who have been in war, people who have been in the army, fought in wars, veterans have PTSD. And overall, generally in the world, about 8% of people suffer from PTSD, which is just a huge portion of the population. What PTSD can present as with these maladaptive responses to stressors is 
persistent intrusive thoughts, incessant avoidance of the stimuli, mood changes, personality changes, inability to sleep, and flashbacks, nightmares, all sorts of stuff. So really bad times. There have been, over time, studies done about the effects of cannabis on PTSD. And it's actually great because the VFA, like Veterans Foundation of America, has actually started endorsing the use of cannabis, even though they're not actively able to help prescribe or whatever, but they recognize how helpful it can be. That's huge. Yes, it's very huge. So basically, PTSD can be linked to the endocannabinoid system. The amygdala is a part of your brain that stores memories. And it can be overactive when kind of reaching for those negative memories. And because it is like hyperactivated, using cannabis can reroute what's happening with the memory pathways. And so essentially over time, it is easier for you to lessen the negative association with the traumatic stimuli. Like if you have a car accident, that's a source of trauma. And let's say every time you passed a certain point on the road where you had an accident, you were brought back to that moment, that memory, and started experiencing a panic attack. Over time, with the help of therapy and potentially cannabis, you could get to a point sooner of being able to disassociate that point on the road with the visceral memory of what happened to you. And also, the hippocampus is another part of your brain that has a lot to do with emotion and the endocannabinoid receptors that are there can help calm what's going on and just generally chill you out. Now, the thing about PTSD and cannabis is their optimal dosing is a lot lower than what a lot of us are using it for. And kind of what's pointed out in a lot of recovery research and that sort of thing is that oftentimes PTSD sufferers also have a larger chance of going towards having substance use disorders. So there is the risk of using cannabis in a way that's just like totally numbing things out instead of just altering and softening those pathways a little bit. Mm. And that might not be as beneficial in the long term. What they're talking about is like either one-to-one CBD, THC, or high CBD, where THC is more like 9%, 12% around there. But a lot of researchers in this area are hopeful because early in 2021, or Late in 2021, I think in December, they released sort of the first double-blind placebo larger study of cannabis and PTSD. 
And that's the first time that they were able to have both of those qualifications in a study, which is huge for the peer review process of being able to say, look, this is legitimate treatment to like the federal government and helping to get that eventually regulated. I went into a lot of depth in different areas, but one of the main things that I was interested in is like what kinds of weed could be helpful for people with PTSD. But before I dive too much into that, I know stuff that you had talked about having some experience with this topic. And I was wondering how you feel like cannabis has changed the way that you experience and work through trauma. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with PTSD four years ago, a little over four years ago. And I've been using cannabis kind of to especially help me with sleep and also with flashbacks. It really kind of helps mitigate a lot of those things that come with PTSD. And I, I've just noticed that it really, the best way I can describe it is that it soothes my mind when it goes on the fritz, mm-hmm. when it kind of goes on a repeat of, of whatever and it kind of gets me out of that zone. It really helps with that. Totally. And it, my therapist is as much as I think she'd probably like me to smoke a little less. Like what you were saying is maybe have a little bit less of it, more of a CB, CBD to THC ratio than what I'm probably smoking. She'd probably be more interested in me doing it that way. But what I feel personally, what I've been doing feels like is helped me in dealing with. I love that stuff. I'm really glad. I think a lot of places in the United States, the states where they have medical programs, PTSD is one of the main qualifying conditions. And I think generally the only mental health condition that qualifies you for medical marijuana. Yeah. I listened to a podcast episode from a podcast I had never heard of called Utah in the Weeds. And it's just this awesome dude named Tim Pickett (laughs) who has a website called utahmarijuana.org. And he's a therapist. And he had this other guy on who is a licensed clinical social worker who has worked with people with trauma and addiction issues and all this stuff. And so it was just these like, two kind of stoner like therapist guys talking about how it's really great when clients can come or patients can come in and actually also be elevated while they're in their sessions and what that can help unlock. Ooh, and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that going into doing some of the trauma processing while you're already stoned, can help you sort of with the catharsis and the release of oxytocin that goes with that process. And then both of them were like, and then I tell them to like, go home and like have a good nap. And you know what's going to help you with the nap? Weed. But they were talking a little bit about different kinds of weeds and said that as much as you can kind of say the indica and sativa thing are different strains, When it comes down to it, terpenes can play a really big role 
in what you've got going. And if you have the luxury of knowing that what's in your weed, keeping a journal, however simple, can be really helpful to like know like what your doses are, Mm. what can get you out of your head and that fear fight or flight response and get you back into your body in the present. So three terpenes that could be helpful for this are myrcene, which is pain relieving and sedating, but also relaxing. Linalol, which is an anti-anxiety. And then carophylline, which is anti-anxiety and is also anti-inflammatory and gastroprotective. And as we know, stress responses and trauma responses can affect our entire body. What I would say for Washington State is that we fucked up in terms of the way we set things up when we didn't have a separate medical program, because you're not going to be able to have those dedicated spaces that aren't just like, this is like grape grunts and this one's (laughs) called slurricane, but can say like, okay, these are the profiles of this very specific controlled array of types of weed. And this is exactly the things that it tends to produce in people. This has been studied, whatever. And point being, it's difficult to study the effects of cannabis on PTSD directly because there's so many factors. But figuring out if edibles or tinctures work, or honestly, a lot of the people, experts that are talking about it seem to say, if you need that immediate relief from smoking, smoking can be a really great option for this. I feel like I have a million other things that I want to say, but I guess the last thing is that from the VFW, Veterans of Foreign Wars organization, it said that over the course of a year, the study found that cannabis users reported a greater decrease in the severity of their PTSD symptoms. They were also more than 2.5 times as likely to no longer meet the diagnostic criteria for PTSD as those who did not use cannabis. Hmm. So trauma response doesn't just have to be from something like war or a car crash. It can be from anything from interpersonal interactions that take you back to a place of feeling insecure in your body. And the more that you can feel secure and turn off that place where your body's in automatic mode and your brain is in a different place, reliving these thoughts and get your brain back into a softened place where you're creating memories in the safety of your body, then that in the long term is going to aid you in recovery for like any of this anxiety shit. And so... Yeah, PTSD and cannabis. I learned a lot. I'll put a couple of suggestions for the podcast and stuff in the liner notes and whatnot. Yes. Thank you, Grace. Grace, such a good job. Very informative. Yeah, and thank you for sharing, Steph, your experience. I'm glad you've been able to find relief as well. I have found relief in cannabis for my PTSD, and I hope some listeners out there also find relief out there. And I would hate to wrap up the show, but I think that's all the time we have. (laughs) Please check us out online. We have a website, stonerchickspodcast.com. You can email us at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. 
We're on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast. We're on TikTok at Broccoli Broads, Twitter at Stoner Chicks Pod. And you can find any and all of that stuff at our website, which is, like I said, stonerchickspodcast.com. <laughs> dot doozies dot whatsies <laughs> oh and a thing that i guess helps us is if you rate and review on your whatever service you yeah listen. so do that for us because we're just four stoner gals in seattle and cali doing this because we love it and a little bit of more listeners helps us if you give us a review and let us know we'll blow you a kiss <laughs> all of us at the exact same moment <laughs> That's right. And you know what, Kayla? What do stoner chicks always say? You better not. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> you better not. Uh-huh. Wait, what is that? I'm that was the Michelle joke. Buto. <laughs> oh. It sounds different when I say it. She says it much better. All right. Thanks for listening. Smoke your weed. <laughs> Smoke your weed. 